is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his exact twin. Mine is being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. This is a police or medical. My boyfriend is dead. Oh, hello, Kent. I was waiting to clap. Oh, <laughs> let's clap. <laughs> hello. Uh, oh, hello, Kent. Oh, hello. Hey. Hey, um, I want to kick this off with a hard-hitting question right off the front. Okay. Hey, Kent. Yes. If your marriage dilapidated into a series of violent... Yet non-life-threatening competitions between you and your wife, yeah. where you're constantly trying to make make each other's life miserable. Do you think it'd be a fair fight? And who do you think might have the last laugh? So, in like a fisticuffs fight between me and my wife, I would just fucking wreck her. Okay, yeah. Right? I right. would beat her. I would just. It would be bad. She's four foot ten, like maybe yeah. a buck twenty. I'm at six foot, over 250 pounds. I yeah. would wipe the fucking floor with her. And if I found out, on top of that, if I found out that I had to fight her, I would train. <laughs> you would have to train. I would enter a jujitsu gym, <laughs> and I would be like, hey, do you care to watch the kids while I go to jujitsu classes so that she wouldn't have time to train? And then on top of that, on top of learning jujitsu, being so much bigger than her, I would also use a weapon. <laughs> Something okay. like a sledgehammer. So let's say you guys have this this throwdown, this MMA level pay-per-view. But I don't event. think you were talking about that. Well, I was talking about like let's draw it out over like five years where you're just We have to fight your... for five years? Well you're I'm constantly fucking wrecking her in like nine <laughs> seconds, first round. <laughs> But you're drawing this out, and you're just you're just trying to get at each other all the time, like sabotage each other's lives. And do you th- and 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 you know non life threatening, like I said, but just always trying to wrap, just throw gear wrenches in the gears of your 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 significant other or ex. Do you feel like you have a worthy opponent in your? She in would your- she would devastate me. Yeah. If we had to resort to psychological warfare and or games. Uh-huh. I don't have a chance. No <laughs> amount of jujitsu classes, no amount of anything can prepare me for that. Right. Because my wife is a master at, oh, you want to play fuck fuck games? <laughs> we can play fuck fuck games. And I don't know why, three days later, I'm standing in my shed, pulling my hair out and hitting an old boot with a fucking piece of tie rod. I feel the same way. I I don't stand a chance. That's why whenever me and her get into an argument, I immediately resort to physical violence. <laughs> Upper hand. <laughs> Establish physical dominance. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, you and I are in the same boat. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, it actually correlates to what we're talking about today a little bit, um, but also... I came across this just bizarre list. Tell me what you think these these all had in common at one point. Okay. Mixed painting. Mixed painting? Mixed what is, painting. Is that like a class where all races? It, <laughs> everybody, different races race to paint different houses and you see who wins. Yeah, what is mixed painting? So mixed painting would be mixed medium painting. So like different styles of painting. Oh, like abstract, yeah. which is what uh, people that have no talent but also want to be artists <laughs> specialize in. Okay, mixed painting. you nail painting. a banana to a piece of cardboard and then call it art. <laughs> mixed painting, engraving, mm-hmm. architecture, literature, and town planning. What do you think all of these things have in common? 
There's always some pretentious asshole in a suit with his hand on his chin going, hmm. <laughs> Correct. Also, all of these were, at one point or another, events in the Olympics. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was, that was my second. Town planning? Town planning was an Olympic. Imagine watching that go down in the Coliseum where you just watched a man get mauled by a tiger. <laughs> then you watch and now, draftsmen. Now the architects. And they're down there with pencils. There's 60,000 people. You know the king gave that a fucking thumbs down every single time. And then the tigers come out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all of those were, uh, at one point or another, Olympic events in history. I I thought that was interesting. Well, it's uh, fortunate because I, I bet that, I bet the Olympic. when were the Olympics? Oh, gosh. Uh, the first one was where, I don't even remember, Marathon? Was he part of that first one? No. I don't know, 400? B- 400 BC, right? A.D.? Do you have a call today from 400 AD? (laughs) No. It's almost like this. There's no way that this could even be connected to what the call is. No, it can. It can. It can. Hear me out. So uh, I thought, you know, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's wild that we would compete in those ways. Um, uh, 4th century AD was when the first... Uh, Olympics kicked off. Um, And then it got me thinking, man, I wonder how I would fare in competition with my wife, similar to what is the foundation of the relationship in this story today. (laughs) Look at me, masterfully intertwining all of these various things into a tapestry that is this episode's 911 call. You know what I would be interested in hearing? Me not talking. The oldest nine one one call that you can dig up. Okay, I would like to hear one from like the nineteen thirties. Well, nine one one kicked off uh, officially in a certain year. So, but what year? Uh, I want to say it was in the eight. Oh, that's not near as fun. We still have subways then. Yeah, nine one one first call, nineteen sixty eight. So there was a nine one one call from nineteen sixty eight. So we could go back into the kind of the nether regions of serial killer land and yeah. see if there's some nine one one calls from. Back Not kind then. of. I mean, the seventies were the prime ten years for yeah. that serial killer decade right there. So yeah. pre serial killers. That could be fun. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe I'll lean heavy into my archives and find the old stuff. Before that, you know, I'm sure there are recorded cases of phone calls and things that were recorded that were called into police departments, you know, emergencies and stuff. I should find some of those, too. That'd be fun. But anyway, back to this one. It was a fun night of hide and seek for Winter Park, Florida residents Sarah Boone and her boyfriend, Jorge Torres, Jr., They drank drinks, they played around, hiding and seeking, and then Sarah got tired of seeking and got drunker and sleepier. Their life wasn't all fun and games, though. Back in 2018, there was violence in their relationship, battery by strangulation, to be exact. But they had worked through that just in the neck of time. They had been working on finding a healthy balance. (laughs) Hide and seek seemed to be the playful recipe for this sunny night in February of 2020. That is, until a call was placed to 911, which changed everything and shed new light on the darker side of this sunny night and the shadows that dappled the roiling landscape of their past as lovers, as fighters. Did you just say sunny night? And as hide-and-seekers. Yeah, yeah, it's... I was trying to be picturesque with uh, my words. So figured, what's something that doesn't get talked about enough? Sunny nights. Yeah, which happened in Alaska. Yeah, not in Florida. Mm-hmm. But it does paint a picture. Like when I say, on this sunny night, you're instantly thinking of the picture, The Starry Night by Quentin de Rubilek or whoever painted it. <laughs> 
Quinton Derubelecker? I don't remember his name. I love that name so much. Quinton Derubelec. Okay. Is that even close? No. No, it's not. Who painted the Starry Night? The Starry Night painting. Vincent Van Gogh. You ever heard of him? (laughs) Sure have. (laughs) That little no-namer. No wonder you couldn't remember it. Well, okay. It's just some asshole named Van Gogh. (laughs) I've recently had some diagnoses, which may be contributing to. Oh, we're already doing this. No, I'm not going to talk about it. But (laughs) no, 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 no. No, we should talk about it. But Mm -mm. you're all. Are you going to be the? Well, it's the diagnosis. You know, (laughs) you were late today. We had. We agreed we were going to record it at at you know. At noon, and you were like, "Yes, it's the Hiroshima's disease. It's acting up." <laughs> not Hiroshima's disease. Oh no, I'm not going to leverage it. And I, I wasn't I said. I even told myself I wasn't going to mention it on 911 at all. I just. No, I, I think you should. It. He got Hiroshima's disease. No, it's Hashimoto's disease. I, Hashimoto's I disease. Had some tests done, and it comes back that I have Hashimoto's disease. Uh, patreon.com forward slash get it from eating sushi media. yeah that's what it is it's i ate too much sushi so now i've got hashimoto's disease and I'm, this is new to the to the public listeners under the oh guys. yeah, like, I, the yeah people really on patreon know that. that but yeah um, and it just makes you tired doesn't it? it it's a it's a it's a what do they call that a no nope i don't know i see thyroid. my brains what a thyroid issue it's a thyroid issue. Yeah, it's a, it's one where your body attacks natural uh, good cells, and thinks that they're dangerous, deadly cells. So it attacks them, and it can be managed. And I'll just manage it. And if, but if I don't, then I could die, and um, can't will be left alone. So let's. Yeah, these days all, it's like having HIV. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like oh. You get diagnosed with HIV now. You're just like, ah, I'll take medication. Dive yeah. age. right? Yep, and that's that's exactly it. I've I've got the HIV of Hiroshima's diseases. The HIV of of, <clears throat> of thyroid diseases. I think Magic Johnson's a hundred and seven now. Yep, yep. And well, he is one of the very few that can afford to have transfusions from um, albino children from Nepal. Yeah. Didn't so. they? Didn't they actually say he had been cured? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think they said that he he was part of some experimental treatment. That uh, why wasn't that bigger news? Uh because there's no money in curing because AIDS disease. is so eighties. Yeah, there's just no money in it. There's no money in curing a disease. No, nobody's going to go run because we found the cure. <laughs> we need to manage it. We need to manage the tragedy. The disease, yeah. Exactly. We need to manage it. So anyway, this ship, I, if you're listening, I might die. This could be my last episode. Bring up Patreon. Bring up Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash 1159 media. We have a ton to offer there. And soon, whatever we offer there will be locked out and final in our final denouement. Because op is not long for this world. I am not long for this world. He has agreed in order to make the content more entertaining to not take his medication. Yes, and we'll see how long I last. Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling lightheaded, so let's move on. I have a call. You ready for me to play it? Play it, Daddy. Fucking play it. <laughs> Here we go. Uh. What is the location of your emergency? 4748 France Court, apartment 3. Four seven four eight. What's the street name? France F R A N T D. And the apartment number? Three. Is this a police or medical? My boyfriend is dead. Okay, send the line for the fire department. Do not hang up. Mercy. Desk 32. No, please don't leave. 4748 France Lane, apartment 3. France Court. France Court? Yes. 
Okay, just near Mackenzie Drive. I don't know where that is. Okay, right, okay. It's Gilwood Park Apartments. Okay, 4748 France, correct? Correct. All right, great. Now tell me exactly what happened there. Uh, my boyfriend and I were playing last night, and mm -hmm. I put him in a case when we were playing. And okay. Like kind of hide-and-seek kind of thing. So I fell asleep, and I woke up, and he was dead in the suitcase. So I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Right, okay, what's your apartment number? Three. Um, apartment three? Yes, like he has like blood coming out of his mouth, and I don't know if like he had like an aneurysm or nothing. Right, okay, all right, okay. Listen, we're getting help out there too. All right, okay. Okay, I. I now? Okay, 40, yeah, man, listen, we're on our way out there. You're at 407 716 Okay, is he hanging from somewhere or what, ma'am? No, I pulled him out of the suitcase. I tried giving him CPR. Out of the, okay. So he's, uh, he was in a suitcase? Yes, and I fell asleep. Okay, how old is the, how old is the boyfriend, ma'am? 42-year-old man. All right. Okay, we're, we're sending we're sending help out there. Sheriff's not standing way out there? Yes, I'm sorry? Yeah, okay. All right, listen to me. Okay, that, um, that you see, that you need to confirm this one. All right, I understand. I just need to confirm this. Is he, is he awake at all? Is he conscious at all? No. He's purple. Is he, right, is he breathing? No. All right. I need you to get, I need you to get him on the floor, flatten his back for I me, did. okay? I did. I did. I tried giving him CPR. All right. I tried giving him CPR. Yeah, okay. Well, 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 but nothing happened. He's purple. Right. Okay, listen to me. There's a defibrillator, but I need you to get it for me, okay? What is it? Do you have an AED available? No. All right. Do you write by him now? I'm sorry? You, are you right by him now? Yes. Okay, okay, lay him flat on his Okay, ma'am, 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 listen. Uh, so, listen, is he cold and stiff? Yes. Okay. Well, he's okay. not necessarily cold, but he's stiff. He's right, okay. All right, listen to me. I, uh, listen, listen to me. I want you to lay him flat on his back for me on I the did. floor. I did. Removing the pillows, okay. Yes, I did. All right, okay. We're, he's stiff and purple. Right, okay, listen. Okay, man, that's fine. We're, we're still going to do compressions on him, okay? All right? Place the heel of your hand on his breastbone, right in the center of the chest, right between the nipples. Yes. Put your other hand on top of that hand. Baby, I'm telling you. Just okay. look at him, you can tell. Okay. Ah! Please! Okay, he just gurgled. Okay, okay. L listen to me. All right, I want to play. I want you to place the heel of your hand. Uh -huh. Okay, right between, right between his chest, right between his breastbones. Yes. Put your other, put your other hand on top of that hand. Yes, we I want. We want to pump his chest to me hard and fast, going to this twice per second. I'm doing it again. Okay, no, no, just keep on pumping. That's all you need to do for me. Keep on pumping his chest for me. That's, I don't need you to stop and talk okay. or anything. I just want okay. you to count out loud for me, okay? Okay, ma'am, just keep on pumping his chest. That's all you need to do for me, okay? Yes. Come on, please. Hurry up. Okay, ma'am, ma'am, they're driving here as fast as they can. Okay, don't stop to say hurry up. Just keep on pumping and counting. I'm, I'm still doing it while I'm pumping you, okay? Okay. Still doing it. All right, just keep, just continue pumping his chest. Count on a second count with you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, please hurry. Okay, man, they're getting there as fast as they can, okay? He's stiff and he's purple. Okay. Keep pumping his chest for me, ma'am. I'm still doing it, okay? Still doing it. Just don't make right. me count. Right, okay, that's fine. Just you do a good job. Just keep on doing it for me. That's all right, they're getting there as fast as they can along with the sheriff's office also, okay? Please. Okay. Keep on pumping, ma'am. One, we two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, 
two, three, four. Keep on pumping for me, ma'am. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Believe me, I'm doing it, okay? We are playing okay. hide and seek. Okay. All right, I understand. All right, just keep on pumping for me, okay? Okay. Please hurry. This right, okay. Horrible. This is horrific. What happened? Like, what happened? Okay, ma'am, just keep on pumping the chest for me, okay? They're, they're, in, they're, they're in the parking lot. They should be up there shortly, okay? I'm still doing it, okay? All right, okay, good. And you found them in a suitcase, you said? Yes. We were playing hide and seek last night. I fell asleep. I think they're here. All right, just keep on pumping the chest until they take over, okay? I am, I am. Okay. I am. Okay. Hello, ma'am. Okay, so we're there, obviously. Uh, right. Hello? Hey, ma'am. The, the, the fire department's going to take care of you now, okay? Yeah, so we'll see you there. Alrighty. Oh, ma'am, is still there? Hello? Okay. I got a few things. Yes, that I sir. I want to talk about. Yeah. <clears throat> What's this guy's name? Jorge. Torres. Torres Jr. And which unit did this happen in? Winter Park, Florida. A res a, uh, apartment three. Okay. All right. I just, um, well, first off, Jorge Torres, mm. really good at hiding seek. <laughs> yep. I would say the best. Yeah. Because if you can hide in an apartment as a full grown <laughs> man for two days and not get found, imagine what that man can do in the woods or a larger building. And it leads me to believe that she might be lying. It leads me to believe. And so bad at hide and seek she is that she got tired halfway through seeking, which is so childish. Sounds like something my daughter. Dad, I'm tired. I'm right behind the door. Yeah. Right. I just opened the closet door and stood behind the door. I'm tired. I can't do this. And then they go to sleep. That's the worst kind of person to play hide-and-seek with. But I don't even think they were playing hide-and-seek. I think she was lying. And a telltale of that was... What happened? What happened? Anybody says that like that, you need to look at them and go, I don't know what happened. So let me ask you this. I think this is an interesting call, and it leads to many questions. And you, you've, you've begun. So as an astute doctor of crime and ology, what do you posit may have been the events that led up to this game of hide-and-seek that contained such a track? Tragic denouement. Parcheesy? <laughs> mousetrap? Game that we don't know how right. mousetrap works. You get it out, put it together, and then you don't play the game. You just catch the mouse over and over. <laughs> and then you put it up. And they were like, this is getting kind of boring. Let's play hide and seek as 20 or 40 year olds. What's her name? Uh, her, her name is Sarah Boone. Sarah Boone. I'm just mm. looking through the uh, records here of this apartment complex. I wonder if poor Ryan Greenbaum, who now lives in apartment three, 
is aware that this horrible thing happened in his apartment because, Ryan Greenbaum, there's nothing scarier than a ghost that died playing hide-and-seek. In a suitcase. That's the scariest. Because ghosts are scary, but they're way scarier if they died playing hide-and-seek. Because I don't know how that translates to the afterlife, but it's fucking creepy. What's the lady's name again? Sarah Boone. Sarah Boone. So, uh, so I have a question for you. Okay. Um, to prime the pump here, did you ever have a near-death close call as a kid, like being locked in a trunk or jumping in a freezer that locked itself or getting shot with a BB gun filled with shish kebab spears instead of BBs because you figured those might be more destructive or maybe being covered in a blanket that your brother then tied a knot in and you couldn't get out of, but he couldn't get the knot untied, so he ran away in a panic? Yeah. All those things. You ever had your own near-death experience? Um, <clears throat> as a child? Yeah, like as a child. like where One time I got in a wave pool, and I got out of sync with the waves. Oh, So yeah. when I was trying to come up for air, it was in the peak of the wave, mm. and whenever I was going down for air, it was in the... And as stupid as that sounds, I almost fucking drowned and died. When it comes to buoyancy, are you the kind of body that floats or sinks? I am not. Right to the bottom of whatever I'm... Whatever I'm you, you have a lot of muscle mass. And so I, I would have wagered that that's, you were a sinker, not a floater. Right to the bottom. A lot of muscle like a mass. Chipotle shit. You only have to look at your hands to determine that you would sink to the bottom. Because your hands look like the rock monster's hands on... Never-ending story. <laughs> uh, that reminds me. I don't know why that reminded me. I also almost died one time. We were playing in the barn after hay season, and my papa had stacked, and he didn't use them little bitty hay bales, right? You know, the ones that you they have at, like, <clears throat> pumpkin patches for the kids yeah. to sit on. We're talking right. about the big round hay bales that weigh, like, a ton each. Yeah. And he had stacked them in the barn, and me and my little brother <clears throat> had uh, got up on top of them in the barn and Papa didn't know it, but he had created a pit, and I fell in between the hay bales, like two stories into this pit oh. in the darkness and heat, and couldn't get out. And it was like nine. It was the middle of summer. It was probably it's probably a hundred degrees outside, but we were inside a barn, so it's a hundred and ten in the barn. And then you get down in between, you know, a thousand oh, tons yeah. of hay. It was probably 150 degrees down there. Yeah. And it was black, pitch black. And I couldn't find my way out, and I got very scared, and I thought I was going to die. How'd you get out? My brother went and got a rope and my okay. cousin, and they lowered it down, and just feeling around, I was able to get out. Boy, that's scary. If that had happened and nobody was around, that, that there's no sound traveling except for up, and that's not a uh, If I'd have been alone, I would have seriously died. It would have been Yeah, it. you would have. Because I would have been able to And they wouldn't have found you until... Hey, sales. Hey, yeah, I would be a decom. I would. It would be very gross because oh. that's a bad way to decompose, too, and all that moisture and humidity, heat. Yeah, and the hay would just absorb whatever. So not only did you die, but you also ruined a bunch of expensive hay. Yes, and the cows are sick. Good job. Um. Well, I dug up another piece of audio that is worth listening to. And one and this, time, I tried to ride a dirt bike across a frozen pond on the farm, and the pond broke, and I almost lost my dirt bike, and I, and I almost froze to death. But you didn't, didn't I, neither one of those things happened. You didn't lose your dirt bike or your life. Well, I mean, we got the dirt bike out of the, out of the water, yeah, but... Was it salvageable? It was. A little cleaning, a little work. It was good to go. Work on the carb. You're good to go. Yeah, and your Kawasaki, life. How baby. Did, did that fa- did that farewell your life with that incident? Did it what? Did your life farewell with that incident? Like, did you survive? I mean, if I didn't, this podcast should be doing gangbusters. That would be crazy. If right now you just like faded away, or if I just dropped this- that bomb on you. I've been dead since 98. (laughs) And somehow the afterlife is cruel because I still got old and fat. But I completely believe you. So for the next hundred episodes, 
You punk me into thinking you're really dead and I play along because I believe you. That would be crazy fun. <laughs> but also probably difficult for the audience. It's to really play. just the plot to the sixth sense. It's true. That's, that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, I dug up another piece of audio that is worth listening to. A missing puzzle piece, if you will. This this in this case, this suitcase, or shall I say lawsuit case, this sheds a little more light on this tragic incident. First, let's role play one of my funniest jokes. I have told a variation of this joke before, so be warned, you haven't can't you have not heard this one yet, okay? It's a it's a knock knock joke and and you have to start. Remember, this is a new and improved one. So knock so you so you start. Knock knock. Who's there? Ads. Ah, what? <laughs> now we're back. I've got a bad joke for you that I heard yeah. this morning. When I heard about earwigs, you know the bug? Yeah. I got really concerned because I thought that they meant that they live in your ear, do they? Well, that's not where they originate. No. Well, that's where I thought that they, they came from was your ear, earwigs. It made me scared. And then because of my fear of earwigs... Imagine my terror when I heard about cockroaches. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're funny. That's uh... That's compliments of Bob and Tom. Bob and Tom. I don't know if you ever listened to that. I don't. I didn't. But I listen to it when funny. I drop my kids off at school. I like that one. Um, it reminds me of one of my funny, one of the funniest vines. You remember Vine? Yeah. That app. The funniest vine I ever saw was uh, a guy making a joke. He gets out of his car and he sees the sign. And he's like, look, guys, Staples. And he runs toward the Staples. And then this girl responds by jumping out of her car and being like, look, guys. And she runs and it's just, it just says dicks. Dicks sporting goods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a funny one. I like that one. And I can say that because that was in the video. I'm not swearing when I say that. When I said the D word. Yeah. Just get a lot of comments when I swear. So, Which is weird because off the air, you've got a foul mouth. I, I would like to say most of them are inbounds. Not not many of my mouth words are foul. I'm joking. You, you are <clears throat> very careful with the words that you use on and off the air. Well, I don't have anything else to say. How about you I even say like, even if it's just me and you, you still words use words like penis <laughs> or anus. You, you sound like a, a medical doctor. Even if you're if you tell if you, if you tell the same joke that says the word dick, you'll say penis. <laughs> it's true. Hey. Tell everybody what was the funniest joke that I played on you at convention whenever I was on the phone. This was funny. Remember what? I'd be on the phone talking and then I'd end the conversation. I would walk by you and I'd always be talking to my wife and I would end the conversation. I'd be like, okay, yeah, love you too. And then I'd hang up and then I'd look at you and I would say, your wife says hi. Oh yeah, yeah. You didn't really. You really enjoyed that one. You did. Yeah, you really liked it. It really it gave a, you a laugh. Another was, one that you really liked that you really enjoyed um, was getting on the elevator with people, and then as we got off, going, "So how's that rash going?" I used that one a lot. And then I would just try to surpass you in making the people uncomfortable by straight up saying I had herpes while looking while making eye contact. And one time we did that, and I walked off. We walked off, and you could hear the two guys in the back go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was fun. We were on the elevator with celebrities a couple times, and they didn't quite get the Ever, They never reacted, no. No, because most of them have it, probably. Yeah. Anyway, I've got a call. I've got another piece of audio. You excited for this? No. Let me just say, this is going to blow this case wide open. Okay. Who is the okay. caller? Uh I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you listen and you'll figure it out. Okay. Here we go. Hello. Oh. 
For everything you've done to me. So. For everything you've done to me. So. Fuck you. Sarah. Fuck you. Sarah. <laughs> Stupid. Sarah. That's my name. Don't wear it up. Sarah. I can't fucking breathe, babe. Where is he? Yeah, that's when you do when you choke me. Sarah. Sarah. That's on you. Sarah, I can't breathe. <laughs> it's on you. Sarah. Reel around some. I want to get video for it extra. Because <laughs> I got this. Sarah. Reel around Sarah. Some. I can't breathe, babe. Oh. That's what Sarah. I feel like when you chewing on me. Sarah. Fuck I you. I breathe, Sarah. Yeah. You should probably shut the fuck up. Sarah. Okay. That, uh, <clears throat> that wasn't a call. It wasn't the call. That was the audio from a video. That was interesting to listen to. Um, a lot of mixed emotions. First off, do we know for sure that he was abusing her? Well, good point. I forgot to mention that the battery by strangulation charge and arrest from 2018 was against Sarah Boone, not against <sighs> Jorge. Oh, Okay. <clears throat> And However, just judging by this guy's voice, I'm I'm picturing a very frail, smaller man. He fit into a suitcase. Yeah. So if you can, you can find this video online. Just look up Sarah Boone suitcase, and you'll on YouTube, and you can find it. Suitcase not that big, not quite a carry on, but uh, he she definitely could have checked him in the Sarah into with an H. Luggage. Sarah with an H. Boone with an E. However, I have to say, they threw down just as equally. In another incident, incident, he was arrested for kicking her in the left ear. He says that it was self-defense. She says otherwise. But for every arrest due to domestic violence that I could find on one of them, there was another arrest that seemed to one-up the previous bout of violence. So apparently, knowing that she really was going to have a hard time outdoing her previous charge of battery by strangulation, she decided to end the game with one final game where she knew she'd win. Sarah Boone convinced Jorge to get in a suitcase, and she zipped it up and then filmed the whole thing, all the while explaining why she did it. How did she convince him to get in the briefcase? Don't know. To me, I, I kind of don't. He didn't accidentally get in there. I don't feel bad for anybody in the story. I also, I, I, I kind of feel like her planning out this scenario seems well within first degree, first murder degree murder, murder for Wouldn't sure. But even if she, even if you had come back and you had been like, yeah, he was beating her a lot just by her, the way she's reacting in this video, I kind of yeah. would be like, yeah, but kind of also fuck her, like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, she sounds clearly inebriated, but I don't think that even is a pass when it comes to premeditation. And uh, to, to, to your point, what do you have to say to convince somebody who who doesn't maybe trust you all that much because you're constantly at each other's throats, literally and figuratively? What does it take for you to convince this person to get in a suitcase? She does it somehow masterfully gets him convinced to do it. And then films the whole thing. That, to me, is first-degree murder territory. Absolutely it is. But there she sits right now, awaiting a stalled-out trial for second-degree murder, 
to kick back in on November 7th, 2022. So we're going to see how this game ends. I hope she fucking gets laugh. She's been incarcerated for the murder since 2020. Uh, here's the thing about it, though, is how do you go to second degree murder there when in everything seems, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I can see it, it looks like first degree murder. The only reason that usually the charge would get knocked down to second is if you were to admit guilt and to avoid a first degree because then you can avoid like the death penalty or something like that yeah. or life without parole. Maybe she'll get life with parole, but it's just rolling right into a second degree murder charge. So I'm really interested to see how this one plays out. Uh, don't know. She going to plead solid enough self-defense? I don't know. Will she be able to convince a jury that the case of the case filled with Jorge's body was a last resort? Like her only way out of this abusive relationship? She was very much here. This is a wild. worthy adversary, in my opinion, as far as arrest reports go. That video, that last video, that last, not call, but recording, little uh-huh. haunting. Super haunting. And I bet and that's what more- Ryan Greenbaum, who currently lives in Unit 3. <laughs> he probably sees that suitcase appear every once By the way, while. Ryan, happened the suitcase, he died right as you're in your walkway from your living room to your kitchen. Yeah, right. There, Check that's where that it happened. Area. But if you wake up to, at nighttime and hear, Sarah, 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 Sarah. Or you walk across that place and it's either hot or cold. That There's a good reason, Ryan mm-hmm. Greenbaum of Unit 3. So, questions remain. Will she get checked due to the baggage in her relationship or will she carry on being relieved of the burden of having to claim the baggage that Jorge left her with? Will someone punch her ticket or will she avoid the second and get a first class ticket right out of jail? We will know in a little over a month. Until then... This has been 911 Calls Podcast with the Operator. I'm your host, Lester Holt. Good morning, America. I've always been, I've always been curious about that. Have you ever noticed that? Do you ever watch Dateline? Have you ever watched Dateline? I have. Yes. So the brilliant, golden-voiced, white-haired gentleman mm. does the whole Dateline. Like every episode. If you've ever heard, there's something about Pam... Then you've heard this guy's voice. What's weird to me is he does the whole thing, and he's a, he's a wizard. He's so he's so Talking good. about Keith Morrison? Yeah, Keith Morrison. So he does the whole thing. And then every time Dateline wraps up, they're like, And that is another episode of Dateline. I'm Lester Holt. I'm like, why? Why, why, why are you Lester, here, Lester? All why of a is he there? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. No sense. I don't know. If somebody knows the answer, come to that, in, please. At the very end, after all the work is done, and get the final it's bullshit. Full final say. Also, getting a paycheck. Yeah. For what? Like, I want to know. Like, what? A. If he's like the producer, and he's like, "Well, I know I want to be on the show," then that seems lame. Also, it's just continuity-wise, total garbage move. I, there, if, if there's a reason, I'll eat my hat and I will apologize on air. If somebody can tell me, so leave us a comment. Subscribe, patreon.com forward slash live media. And I wasn't as like passionate about it really as you were, but But now that I look about Lester it, Holt, I uh, just like it was a, a observation, but you really got upset. That really grinds your gears. It grinds my I don't understand why you just throw a bone like that to a guy who literally does nothing on the whole show and then just gets to end the show with his voice. Yeah. I'm Lester Holt. What? That doesn't ever happen anywhere except for like the president gets to say we killed Osama bin Laden when the guy before you did it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Ugh. Obama's like we got him. We got him. We did ya? Where the fuck were you when they were landing, crash landing one of the helicopters at the compound and then fighting their way up and then killing them? <laughs> you were sitting yeah. on your ass in an air-conditioned exactly. office back in the United States. One million percent safe. What do you mean, <laughs> we? Obama? <laughs> oh, but uh, he did it, so. And I was in Afghanistan when Osama bin Laden was killed. 
Oh, you were? Yeah, and there was some backlash. The next oh, few days were very tense. From the... The Taliban. Taliban yeah. toward you, I would yeah, they Yeah, it was very intense. And also, that night, we blared party in the USA, and it echoed throughout Marja. <laughs> and I don't think that helped. Probably didn't. It wouldn't help with relations. No. Were you, just curious, were you ever part of those, like, relations missions where you, you didn't walk into a city to, like, shoot everybody in the face, but you went in to, like, give cash to a mullah? All the time. All That'd the time. be really frustrating. Because, like, you're trained to do something else completely. And well, there I mean, you probably are. Probably half giving... the missions are, are, are to build uh, relationships with locals. But am I wrong in when you guys roll in and give cash to some local leader that you're going to leave and a week later the Taliban's going to do the same thing? Yes. You are, that, you are not wrong. I mean, yes, you are, you are correct. That seems count. I don't know if that's counterintuitive or repeating. What's the, what does they say? Lunacy is repeating the same thing and expecting a different result. Sometimes it's not just money. Sometimes you just go to have like tea with them and stuff. Mm, Chai, yum. they call it. Yum. yum. And uh, I mean, we didn't as like. Enlist, enlisted men, but the officers, you would escort a lieutenant out there to sit on a rug and cross-legged and have chai and talk about things while oh. we were all posted up outside. It's 130 degrees, laying there for four hours, nothing happening, while the lieutenant is in there comfy drinking chai and just chatting it up. And <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes, Casper. Very funny ghost. Very funny ghost. That is a. F- Meanwhile, we're fucking ran out of water three hours ago. We're dying, laying behind a gun. It's 130 degrees. <laughs> what do you think about Simon and Garfunkel, Muhammad? You have any more over that chai and pork? <laughs> fucking lieutenants. pork. Yeah, pork. Uh, hey, question. Uh, I've always been curious. Is it just kind of a Hollywood thing or. Did a lot of those local leaders, did they have red beards? Did they dye their beards red? Yeah, you saw that a lot. Yeah. Not the whole thing, but they would dye right. the, the, the ends for the some ends. reason. Yeah. Interesting. It's an interesting thing. That's like, I'm intrigued by that whole culture. Because it's so easy for us to vilify a people yeah. when we think about wars like that. But in reality, the people are beautiful. It's the governments that suck. Yeah. In, including when you're looking at ours, please don't hate us as the people. I mean, it's almost like they're just normal people and they have feelings and emotions, dreams, dreams, ambitions, hopes. It is like that, isn't it, Op? It's almost like that's what it is. It really feels. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. That's tool. You need to give up on the buttons. You really need to give up on the buttons. It's never the one that you think it is. You're like, hey, listen, uh, give me a clap sound effect, and it's a fucking chicken calling. All right, let me see if I can find the right one. You're not going to. Mm. I don't know what that was. What's this one? Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Should we do a a, that dumb? If you've got one, go go for it. Yeah, I want to see this. I do. Before I even knew Kent, I had a lot of thoughts and emotions about the Middle East. I had my opinions. I had my doubts. I wondered if what we were doing there was really noble or counterintuitive. Counterintuitive. Can you really battle a people who are ideologically grounded in their beliefs? Can you fight against that? Can you kick against that kind of prick? Yay. Then I met Kent, and he showed me that the answer is peace. And high Mars. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, you know what a high Mar is? No, what's a high Mar? Top in high Mar. In high? Like H-I? Hi, Mar. <laughs> the M142 High Mobility Artillery Rocket System, the HIMARS, is a light multiple rocket launcher developed in the late 1990s for the United States Army. 
<laughs> Saw a lot of them motherfuckers. <laughs> Peace. Uh, I have a happy ending. Do you want me to play a happy ending? Yes. Okay. This one needs no introduction, like a lot of them. It's just funny. So, always trying to leave you on a high note, kids. Here we go. Yes, can I have the officer in charge, please? Okay, there aren't any deputies in here. What we'd have to do is take a name and a, mess- and a message or a number and uh, have one of the sergeants call you. They're on the road. This is a communications building. Okay, um, I just, I'm the guy that robs all your stores in Lakeland. I was just letting you guys know that you ain't never going to catch me, you stupid punks. Okay. <laughs> and I think that was my dad. <laughs> I love uh, this guy. How bored do you have to get with your crimes to just start taunting the police? You know, we got That's, caught a week later. <laughs> Probably. He sounds old. Like, he's like, something's got to change. They didn't even know he was robbing places because he was so bad at it. Because <laughs> what he was robbing was absolutely inconsequential. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's robbed every mop from every custodial closet. <laughs> or he's just robbing abandoned shacks. <laughs> Found a pair of denim the other day. Oh, oh man. man, that made me smile. Me too. I don't have anything else, though, so I thought I would wrap that up with... Uh, uh, actually, do you want one fun fact to no one share? No, but this has been fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, let's hear your... Did you know this? That the Stanley Cup has several typos engraved on it? No. <laughs> the most egregious are probably... Boston Bruins being spelled as B-Q-S-T-Q-N-B-R-U-I-N-S. And the and the Toronto Maple Leafs being spelled Toronto Maple L-E-A-E-S. But a surprising number of players' names have been misspelled over the years as well. And there's always a French Canadian. <laughs> It's our way of getting back at the French. You want a fun fact from me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. You know what my favorite NSYNC song was? What? Might sound crazy, but it ain't no baby. Bop, bop, bop. Oh, he left. Hmm. Hugs, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>